0: What's going on? Beaver Fleming here and I've got another pretty awesome word that uh, God gave me and I just want to encourage you with because I think it's something that's really prevalent in this world and something that actually it's not prevalent in this world but it's prevalent in the word and I think that's what God's looking to do is he's looking for a people that carry this characteristic around. And before we dive into it, I'm just going to give you the thought that hit me the other day when I was writing in my journal um, and it just really impacted me. Like I literally had to meditate on it for a few minutes just to really grasp it and I'm still unpackaging it. So that's what we're going to dive into during this recording, but I'm excited for it. So basically I tweeted it. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see what I thought, um, what hit me. So here you go. Pure decisions create pure power, and I'm going to pray before we dive into that, but just let that sink for a second. Pure decisions create pure power. Lord, I just thank you for a glorious day. I thank you for this beautiful cup of coffee that I created. I thank you for every person that's listening right now, Lord, and I just ask that uh, our hearts would be softened, and I just pray that you would speak through me, Lord. Let your spirit reveal this word and um, just allow it to just hit truth and impact and really just bring purity to this world, Lord. In an impure world, I just pray that purity might rise up and that uh, these words that come out of my mouth would encourage that into everyone that listens and even into myself, Lord. So I just thank you for this day. I thank you for what you're doing, and I thank you for your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, here we go. So basically, we live in a pretty impure world, and if we look around, there's impurity all around us, whether it be in the signs on the road, whether it be in the scrolling through Instagram, whether it be the lyrics in certain songs, the movies we watch, all sorts of culture. It's so impure. And if God is pure, then we need to align with purity. And Again, purity in every sense of the word. It's not just in one area. It's actually in all areas. Like, are the words I'm speaking pure? Are the actions I'm making pure? Are the thoughts I'm thinking pure? I love how in, and I wasn't even going to go here. I was going to go to a different verse, but we're going to just go there because that's where the Spirit's leading. So I ain't going to fight it. We're going to embrace it, and we're going to have some breakthrough right now. So, all right, speaking of purity, I love this so much. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, finally, brothers, come on, brethren, let's go. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I'm just going to pause on that right there, and we're going to unpackage that one a little because I think it's so powerful. What are we thinking about? Are we thinking about truth? Are we thinking about nobility? Are we thinking about right? Are we thinking about pure? Are we thinking lovely thoughts? Are we thinking about admirable things? And I think it goes back to our inventory, right? Like what are we drinking in each day? Are we are we drinking in truth or are we drinking in entertainment? Are we looking for things in the word of God and in people that have experienced his blessing on their life or are we looking just to be entertained and get our mind off our work or our task or whatever and just kind of veg out at the end of the day? Whatever is noble. Are we looking at noble acts of courage that people have stepped into and dared to step out in faith on a word from God or to stand up for what they believe in? Nobility is so powerful and you're not hearing about that anywhere in culture. Whatever is right. I mean, that one's simple, right or wrong. We know the decisions when we're led by the Holy Spirit. I love again how it talks about be led by the Spirit and we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And that's a way to do it right there. So just think about what's right and just focus on what's right. If we're thinking about and activating what's right, it's gonna bring more right decisions in our life. Whatever is admirable, oh, skipped it, whatever is pure, Again, we're in purity, and I I really believe that this is a word in season right now in such an impure world, that pure decisions create pure power. So if we're thinking about pure things, we're going to start making pure decisions, and that's going to create pure power in our life for us to experience and activate and move and see these signs and wonders that we want to see and just let God move through us. Whatever is lovely, again, true love. Think about the love that God has for us, for his people. Think about what God thinks about you and how loving his ways are. And think about that. Whatever is admirable, again with nobility, I think it's admirable when people stand for what they believe in and the truths that the Bible speaks about. So think about these things. If anything is excellent, what is excellent? Excellence is finishing a task with diligence, like making sure to not cut corners, not trip yourself up, but actually execute with diligence. And that's that's a hard thing to do, especially in our distracted worlds. Can we just set aside time? All right, for the next 20 minutes, I'm gonna focus on this one task. My phone's turned off. I'm gonna really just hone in on this thing and I'm gonna give it all I've got. Because once we do that, we optimize and we are able to, you know, execute with excellence, and then have the blessing of that, the diligence. God honors diligence so much. And so if we're diligent in the work, it's going to come out just so much better than if we were just kind of like, eh, I don't know, I'll kind of do part of it. And we'll get a lot done more efficiently as well. If anything is praiseworthy, what are things we can praise God for? When I started this prayer, I didn't even think about it. I was like, I thank you, God, for this cup of coffee. I mean, what can we praise God for? I love coffee, and I'm drinking a beautiful cup right now full of high-quality fats with butter, coconut oil, and then, of course, have just got to give the shout-out where it's due, layered superfood, uh, mushroom performance creamer. And the reason I want to say Laird's name right now is because that's a dude that is admirable. That's a dude that is noble, that I look up to. And I think if we can fill ourselves with certain people like that that have dared to be a pioneer – That's what encourages us and inspires us. Again, we can look for entertainment and people that are just kind of dorking around the world and doing these things. Yeah, it might be funny. Yeah, it might be this. But if we're looking at people that have really pushed the limits and getting inspired by them and that word of encouragement by them and nobility and admirable, it's admirable to tackle a massive 100-foot wave. And this dude does that just because he loves it. And loves the excitement and the joy. And he truly feels that that's his purpose. And me as a professional skateboarder doing the mega ramp and different big ramps. And wanting to push the limits. I look up to people like that. Like man you stepped fully out of what is normal. Of what people thought was normal. To just on a, on a whim and a prayer to believe that this was possible. And so think about such things. And then again it goes on. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice. So that's where we just don't talk about the things that we've learned, but we actually are about the things that we've learned. We walk those things out. If we're thinking about these things and we're learning about nobility, if we're learning about truth, if we're learning about right actions and purity and love and admirable things, let's put it into practice. All right, what can I do today that is admirable? How can I stand up and show up strong on someone else's behalf in an admirable way? What can I do for nobility? to just make the world a little bit of a better place than it was yesterday. What can I control that I can help add value to this earth, to this beautiful place, to that person's life? And it's looking inward so that we can experience outward blessing and looking within ourselves to be that blessing to other people. And I love it, it continues on and the God of peace will be with you. This is a world that is striving find peace. And they're looking for it in all those different areas. And again, like I talked about, if we're looking for these entertainment, if we're looking for these dark thoughts, if we're looking for these, you know, lustful actions, these different things, we're not going to experience peace. We're going to experience turmoil. We're going to experience chaos in our life. But if we're experiencing and we're activating truth, nobility, right actions, purity, love, admirable things. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, let's think on these things. Let's activate these things. Let's move on these things. And I might be getting riled up, but I'm preaching to myself right here because I know this and I have it written on my wall because I was reading this the other day and I'm like, man, I need to think excellent thoughts. I need to really think about excellent things. I need to rejoice in the Lord. That's how that chapter begins off is with rejoicing. Because as we start rejoicing, we're thankful for who God is and what he's doing. And then we get to look at the lens of our life and be like, man, I just want to be more like Christ. I want to let God's spirit work within me, that I'm having the fruits of the spirit be the outcome of my life. And so went on a bit of a tangent there, but I just think it's really powerful, and I encourage you just dive into Philippians chapter 4. It's just incredible, but at the end of the day, to sum that all up, putting into practice these things and thinking about these things, the truth, the nobility, the right things, the pure things, and again, pure decisions create pure power. All right, so we're backing up into Psalm 119 right now, and this is where the word really hit me strong a while ago, and I'm still working it out, and that's life, right? We're always striving for purity, especially when we're being thrown such impure things every single day. Again, whether it be through a movie we watch, a YouTube video, uh, music we like with not great lyrics, whether it be you know unintentional scrolling, if we're going to that thing, whatever it is, I mean, everything, there's impurity everywhere, impure food, right? Again, I talked about drinking this fired up, nutritionally dense cup of coffee, but I mean, there's people that are just pounding their coffee full of sugar and fake stuff and Lord only knows what, that wasn't even created from this earth. It was created in a laboratory and can't be good for you, but people are poisoning themselves with these chemicals. I won't go too hard on that because I want to respect and honor, but that's just my views on it. It's like, you might call me a hippie, but hey, if it's from the ground, if it's from the earth, God created it, then praise God. Um. anyway, purity in all different aspects. Are we honoring the temple that is ours? If we, the Holy Spirit lives within us and we are not our own, this thing is just a vessel. Let's honor this thing. Let's get ourselves into shape. Let's take care of ourselves so that we can truly experience life and life to the full that Jesus came for, to give us. He died for it, that we might experience the fullness of life. And to not honor that, is to kinda just not honor the gift. And again, I've talked before about the moment you treat your gift with a sense of complacency is the moment that you remove the value from that gift. And if our gift from God is eternal life that he died for and we're not honoring that by truly maximizing each and every opportunity that life presents itself, then unfortunately, as most of the world is, you get complacent. You get in that place where you're stuck. You get in that place where, you know, You're just going through the motions, and it's that complacent thing, and that's not how we're called to live. Anyway, I could go all day on that because complacency just – oh, it frightens me. It scares me. I'm literally not in a scared way of it, but it's like the fear of God, right? It's like a reverent fear. It's like I I understand the – the pain and the turmoil that complacency gives long term. I mean, just look, why do people have midlife crisis? Why is there so much regret people are carrying around? It's because they didn't take that shot. It's because they didn't take that step. It's because they allowed the gift of life to be just filled with complacency of going through the motions. I mean, you see marriages ending. Why is that? Because they're not honoring that gift. They're not honoring their wife. They're allowing complacency to fulfill them and it doesn't fulfill. And that's the point. It's like that break at the moment that you start doing that, you're removing that value and you're breaking yourself down like a two by four. Anyway, here we go. Back to Psalm 119. And this is where this thought really came from, for pure decisions creating pure power. How can a young man keep his way pure? A young man. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I love the Psalms. I, I seriously, and this is just a practical way. If you, if you aren't in the word a lot, just encourage you get in the Psalms. That's my go-to in the morning is just reading a Psalm. I just love how it's all about praising God and filling yourself on God's word. The word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. So if we're hungering and thirsting for God's righteousness, we'll be filled as we continue to stay in his word. But how can a young man keep his way pure? Again, pure, pure decisions create pure power by living according to your word. It says in John, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word. So if we're living according to the word, if we're living according to Jesus, if we're living according to the Holy Spirit within us, then we'll keep our way pure. I've said it before, the Holy Spirit gives us the strength to say yes to what we need to say yes to and no to what we need to say no to. It's our compass pointing us in the direction of the call on our life. There's such a beautiful call on our lives. And if we want to operate in that, if we want to experience that to the fullness, then we've got to live according to that word that's inside of us. We're gonna continue on because this is just such a powerful passage. And I love Psalm 119 is the longest Psalm out there and it just breaks it down into little sections. But I really believe that this one is just incredibly, incredibly impactful. How can a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Again, if we're seeking God with all our heart, then the Holy Spirit's just getting stronger and stronger within us. We got to move in that thing. We got to operate in that thing. We got to listen to that thing. And again, with all the distractions coming at us through entertainment, through music, through movies, through phones, through whatever, we got to activate seeking God. We got to sanctify that time. Put your phone on airplane mode for the first hour of your day and just pray, meditate, read, soak in seek God as we draw near to God he'll draw near to us and do not let us stray from your commands and that's again where we have to look to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith looking to him to not let us stray away from his commands walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh again that's how we're keeping purity strong I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you That's so powerful right there. If we have that word hidden deep in our heart and we're activating it and we're moving in it, that's gonna keep us from those sinful places that we keep drawing back to, that we keep looking for life in these places that are dead. Again, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your dreams. He wants to kill your joy. He wants to destroy your life. Again, Jesus has come that we may have life and have it to the full. So if his word is hidden in our heart, He's going to keep us congruent with that and empower us to walk in that freedom that we might not sin against him. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. All right, who's psyched when they get their paycheck? Who is pumped? Who is just like, man, now we can do some stuff. Now we can move. Now we can activate. All right, so... I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. As we are following his statutes, blessing's gonna come over us. And again, it's not workspace, but it's faith and works together. By us believing in God and knowing that we're able to choose the better way, blessing's gonna come on that rather than if we try and just build up things for ourselves. And so as that comes, and as we're following his statutes, as we're following his word, as we're walking in line with that, We'll be able to rejoice as if we've just got the fattest bonus of our life. We're like, praise God, I just feel such a peace because that's the, the blessing of purity is peace. If we're thinking pure things, we're ultimately going to receive peace in our life. And I love how Jesus says, peace I give you. And it's not as I give unto the world or as the world gives. Sorry, butchered that one a little bit. Peace I give you. Not as the world gives, but true peace. I forget exactly where that is. That word just came to me. Thank you. Thank you, God. But we're going to keep going on with this because it's just so beautiful. If we can rejoice in his peace and in that blessing as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. So let's just really, what does meditate mean? To think deeply on. Let's just think deeply on his ways. For his ways are not our ways. Our flesh is ultimately always going to pull us down to a place that we don't want to be. To where we don't understand how we got here or who we are. It's ripping us of our identity. Our flesh is at war with our soul. So if we can activate our spirit with the Holy Spirit, align that in congruency peace is going to come and flood us. And how we do that? By meditating on this word. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. And I wrote here on the side of that, stay diligent. Delighting in his decrees. Let's just find that joy. Again, Jesus said, for my yoke is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's he talking about? He's talking about that. As we delight in his decrees, a decree, it's a rule. It is a regulation. It's a law. But as we delight in that law, there's a lightness that comes on us. A sense of peace, again, amongst that chaos. I will not neglect your word. And so as we continue to stay true to it and not neglect it, because we know. Again, we know when we know. Especially if the Holy Spirit says we know if we're walking in congruency with it, if we're not. And that's where we have to be honest with ourselves says in the word there's a way that seems right to a man but in the end leads in death that's our flesh and so i just want to encourage you to delight in those decrees delight in his law because there's so much blessing on the other side of that you've seen too many testimonies of people that have train wrecked their life and just felt awful by walking according to the flesh and then you look at the testimonies of people that have dared to believe, trust, and follow God and be obedient to his word. And there's just such peace that flows around among them, that they're able to give that peace. We can't give what we do not have. I can't hope to give you peace if I don't have peace in my life. But I'm so thankful for Jesus has given me that peace. And with that, I want to encourage and impart that peace to you through this word, letting his word come through me into you again how can a young man keep his way pure and i don't care how old you are listening to this thing age is a decision retirement is not in this bible i mean what's our life i was reading this morning and it was talking about lord just show to me that my days are numbered let me know how fleeting my life is Forget exactly where it was, but that was what I read. And I'm like, shoot, I want that conviction. I want that because I want to wake up every day understanding that, man, I've got an opportunity right here that I'm not going to have forever. And while I'm here in this body, in this flesh, I want to execute diligently and finish the course. So I hope this encourages you. Again, pure decisions create pure power. And if we can stand for purity, we're going to see some peace come into this world. This world is at war with itself. And there's so much chaos because there's no purity. In the Garden of Eden, it was pure. It was pure choice food. It was pure action. It was pure talking. But when sin crept in, chaos crept in, turmoil crept in, overtook this world. But Jesus came to restore peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. What areas of your life can you seek to put pure intention into? Is there a relationship that you've neglected because of the chaos and the pain? Are you able to be the bigger person? Own that mistake, even if it wasn't your fault. And just bring peace into that situation, into that relationship. Into that person's heart. Are you able to bless those that curse you? That's how you make peace happen. And that's how peace ultimately comes into your life. But again, if we're looking for self-gratification, that's not going to bring peace. Again, the best way to have a friend is to be a friend. And if we can be a friend to somebody, be a brother. I love that the Bible talks relationally about it. The believers are brothers. There's such power in family in relationship and tribe. We are sons of the most high God. And we have so many other sons that we're walking this thing out with. And the moment we act like we got it figured out is the moment we're going to crumble. So just look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Seek peace and pursue it. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. Lord, I thank you, God, for this word. I thank you, the encouragement it brought to me by actually speaking this thing out. I just pray, Lord, that you would create in us a clean clean hands and a pure heart and a willing spirit to sustain us. As David prayed, Lord, we pray right now and believe and receive that spirit, a willing spirit to sustain us even in the places we go, the things that come in, that we can remain pure. How can we remain pure? By living according to your word. So let your word fill us. Fill us today with your word. I thank you, God, that your plans are to prosper us in a hope and a future. So I just speak a hope to the hopeless and a future to the visionless right now and pray that your word would so fill us that we have more than enough to give to other people. In Jesus' name, amen.